Hey, short and sweet. Parenting tips coming at you now. <laughs> hey, short and sweet parenting tips here with episode two in the series giving parents tools to reduce anxiety during COVID. Today we're talking about respect, and we have Dawn and Gina Grodhoff here from Focused Healthy Family. Welcome back, you guys. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we enjoy this. Last week we covered a bit of an overview, but I feel like respect is pretty foundational too. What backs our whole practice, our, our, our program, everything is respect. And it's two-way street. It's not just a, you have to respect me because I'm the parent. We also have to respect that they're little humans, you know. Uh, that they are individuals, right? Yeah. If you want your children to respect, it's important you, you give them respect. Um, and, and how important that is. I know when we were growing our practice together, you know, Don asked me in one word, what would you say is most important about oh, our philosophy? Okay. And I said respect, because if it boils down to that, you know, if you don't have respect for your child, well, how can you expect them to have a respect for you and others? Well, and then that, that the communication is one beautiful way to be able to do that too, mm -hmm. is, is learning to communicate with them can build that respect and that relationship with your, with your child. And I feel like that's something kind of new is that we respect our kids also and that demanding respect is not the way to get it from our kids. What do you guys think? This goes back uh, through layers of, of the way things are done. And that's kind of what we we work on trying to change that pattern, you know, to, to, to start recognizing the things we are saying and doing that really don't work. And it's only because it's it's habit or that yeah. it's something that, you know, I, I always talk about hearing my mom's voice come out of me and I go, well, where did that come from? You know, but that's the kind of thing we, we have to kind of work on changing because not everything my mom said to me was the best thing for me. Right, right. That, that goes for all of us. But even if I'm intentional about it, I still repeat those patterns. And well, it's sort of a habit. You know, we're in the habit, just like Don talked about habits of you know how we were parented and those things happen automatically we need to practice new skills to be able to do different we can have the intention you know i'm going to listen better with my kids it's a new skill that has to be learned and you have to retrain your brain to yeah, approach yeah. things in a new way but start building a relationship with them so that throughout your whole life you're, you're just you're you've got a really good back and forth relationship good communication all of that i feel like a lot of parents they build their relationship by trying to be their kid's best friend. And they think that is what is going to create that friendship long-term. And so I, I just feel like it's counterintuitive to think, okay, if I'm trying so hard to be my kid's best friend now at five years old, that's not how to parent them in the long run so that when they move out of the house, they're still going to want to have a relationship with me. Do you, did I explain I, that? I think, I think part of that comes from the old authoritarian style of parenting. Do what I you know, say, not what I do. Being lectured at, being told, be quiet, you know, to listen but not yeah. speak and all those kind of ideas. I think it's sort of rejection of that, that people go to the opposite extreme, right? But we're also, you know, a best friend is going to say, oh yeah, your mom, you know, my mom did this and I'm so angry at her. They're going, oh yeah, yeah, your mom sucks. And, you know, and they can, they have that kind of relationship that's um, at the same level, right? So we can have a relationship with our kids and have a connection and do things that we enjoy together, but it's different 
I think it's sort of just that dichotomy. If I don't want to be like that, and then people are out there thinking I need to be my kid's friend, it's like, well, are you, you know, are you trying to get approval from your child? Yeah. <laughs> because you didn't have, you know, you know, what's going on there? What's the underlying thing there? Because it's, you know, I hear that being a friend with your kid, I hear both sides of it, you know, and to me, it really boils down to the respect part, you know, mm -hmm. and helping to foster and facilitate things with them. You are the adult. You do, you know, make the final decisions. You're the one responsible to financially for them. So it's, it's, it's not a friend to friend situation. Um, well, I mean, uh, it, you know, when we're dealing like with my oldest daughter and the OCD, she, we went through some really, I mean, some really rough stuff with her. I mean, and she was really young. And what I had to learn there is that I can be firm, but I can also have compassion with that. Mm. That She taught me that because I, at first it was very hard to, for me not to be coming right back at her with stuff. Right, so I think that's kind of what this idea of a relationship is, is that we're still parents. We still, you know, we, we can be firm with them we still have to make decisions with them, but, and we can be compassionate about it because they're a child. It doesn't mean that we're uh, on the same level with them as far as friendship, that that's a very different. Right. But there's nothing wrong with entering your child's world. You know, our, our youngest is into Minecraft and different yeah. video games. And it's like, it may not be what I enjoy, but I can spend a half an hour and let them explain it to me and maybe try to play the game. And it's really a way of communicating. Like, you know, like if your spouse says, I, you know, I love tennis. Will you play with me? Well, you might go out and do it once and say, okay, this isn't my thing, but I'm going to engage with you. And so you can do that with your kids with activities, right? So to me, that's different than... Um, and it's because the foundation was set. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm glad you said respect because I feel like if a parent isn't acting like a parent, is there respect, you know, if the parent's not respecting their own role, is the kid going to respect the parent? Um, I, I also think about, um, and, and maybe you all could speak to this more than I can, there's security and boundaries for our mm -hmm. kids. Yes, mm -hmm. there is, especially if they're dealing with extra anxiety that you know we want to give our kids freedom to make choices and have independence um and yet yes just like routines are calming so yeah having some structure we all need a little bit of that you know and um th that that can be helpful for kids you know and what you said before sparked something in me about um respect with our kids um i've known parents who like they go to the park and the kid wants to keep playing and they they stay and they play so there's also a point where if you're not respecting your own needs and you're letting your kids' needs come mm. first and trump yours, then what are you teaching your kids? You know, oh, that my kids matter more mm. than me. Oh, that's huge. You've got to take care of yourself too. So yeah. it's a you know mutual thing. Well, you really want to do this. I need to do this. You know, how can we make this work for both of us? You have to let your kids know what your needs are too, right? You don't want to ignore that. Again, that's one of those things that the kids are going to learn from you. If you're not doing self-care, if you're not taking care of your body, if you're not doing exercise, if you're not taking time to do what you enjoy, right? You're just going to work and you hate your yeah. job and, you know, you're begrudging, <laughs> you know, that's what you're passing on to your yeah. kids. I think logically we know that, but as moms, <laughs> that is very, it's very difficult to live it out. Well, yeah, because you get busy. There's things that have to be done. You got to feed the kids. You got to get the laundry mm -hmm. done. You got to do the grocery shopping there. You know, for a lot of people, they said they enjoyed the, the aspect of the pandemic they've enjoyed is, you know, being forced to be at home. 
and you know, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and now I have more time because these other activities have been shut down, right? And so it's set them up in this new environment and they're pointing out all the positives from the experience. Um, you know, with our kids, we can overschedule them with, you know, you got your music mm-hmm. lesson, you got your soccer and you got all this you've got to do um, and not having enough time in your day to just relax and enjoy. And, and sacrificing family time. And, and I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that a lesson coming out of COVID is to see the value of family time and, and mm-hmm. that white space in, in your schedule. But right. my white space has gone out the window. I don't, I'm like, it's COVID. Why am I so busy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you get busy in a new way, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so I, I guess next week we'll come back to discuss communication, which is really the focus of your practice, right? We've always, uh, our belief is that communication can either be a driver of anxiety or a reducer of anxiety, depending on how you do it. And, and we work on the reducing side of it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And and I don't think anyone's immune to anxiety right now, not with COVID. No, no, not at all. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this week's parenting tip on how parents can use respect to reduce anxiety. We'll see you next week for more fresh ideas in bite-sized portions. 